on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition, a very special edition of the Tweet Cap. I'm Ryan, and with me via Zoom is my friend and my co-host, Matt Brown. Matt, how you doing? I'm excellent. I'm very excited to reflect on this week. Yeah, well, Twitter really only had one big story (laughs) this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, everyone can probably tell what I'm talking about. The debate captured the hearts and minds of everyone who had a television set and matt i have to say i'm sitting in my room now recording this with my cat watching as always <laughs> and okay. uh i want you to know that i'm the least racist person in this <laughs> so you know take that me and the president have that in common <laughs> well i'm i'm very i'm very i'm very assured and more comfortable now that you said that thank you can you believe mm-hmm. he said that no i mean well what else is new with him? I know. You I know? feel like the right answer is yes. So, I mean, it was. Does he? Do you think he genuinely believes that? It seems like he does with his mannerisms and what he was saying. <laughs> I mean, he has a lot of confidence. So who knows? What about some other things he said that were some of his? We uh, we could just go on Trump quotes. I mean, he said we are rounding the turn on coronavirus while we have um, rises in both my state and your state. Yes, we have a spike in uh, New Jersey. Um, I know that uh, our you know our hometown. Obviously, I'm not not in Norwalk anymore, but our hometown uh, is officially in the red. I just got an update from some family that lives there. Uh, that yeah, we had some there. bad stuff during the uh, with some. Uh, with the hospital in particular, you know, I, we're just, all I've seen in Norwalk is a lot of, uh, dump duffed signs. <laughs> that's really, that's a big slogan depending on who lives. Okay. We know where they're voted for. Well, alliteration uh, sells. <laughs> so, and, uh, just getting more message, just getting more messages, on solicited texts and, um, yeah, we're not. I don't think we. He was accurate, say turning the, uh, turning the corner. We, no, I mean, definitely not accurate. And I, I want to ask you about this one. Um, this was going on Twitter for a while. After, right after he said it, uh, he told uh, Joe Biden that he knew more about wind than he, uh, than him. So Donald Trump claims to know more about wind than Joe Biden. The like the literal wind, yeah, because they were, were like they did well, spar over climate change was one of the big things to take over last night. And let me say, you know, there's a big clock in uh, Union Square, Manhattan, and it's a symbol of when climate change will be irreversible so it's about seven years to go which is not a lot of time no it really isn't and what do you what i do think that's very under an underrated aspect of any election is environmental issues really but trump's somebody who supports coal Biden says he doesn't want anything to do with it yeah trump that is one of the most conservative things you could do in a world where we're figuring out new ways for renewable energy, trying to stay away from fossil fuels. Where do you think is the, where do you think is the method to go? So we don't hit that, hit the, the time doesn't run out. Or do you think it's inevitable? I I mean, mean, have you seen how warm it was today, Ryan, in October? Yeah. Yesterday was 75 degrees here. It was pretty, Um, it's not normal. 
that being said, we, I think we should clarify. I don't have a lot of expertise on this. I'll be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Melissa is far, far better at all of the science stuff than I am, but shouldn't call it global warming. Is that the, is everyone it, goes, look, it's snowing and then tells you it's not real. It's climate change. Climate change. The yep. climate is erratic. Sometimes when it's supposed to be hot, it's cold. Sometimes when it's supposed to be cold, it's hot. That's the actual definition, by the way, for anyone who is screaming right now, but it's cold outside or, but it snowed <laughs> last year. There you go. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know if either one of us has the, uh, the scientific background to posit the actual, you know, timeline for total catastrophe. I know that the internet last night ran the, the, the gauntlet of it's got to happen next year or it's not going to happen at all because, you know, it'd be too late. And then the other end of course was like, it's not even real. So do what you want. Um, so I won't say that anyone that I know can say with any certainty how long it is other than the fact that it's probably sooner rather than later that it should be addressed. That's all I got. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was, I, I, again, like I said, I, I know, I think everyone at this point though, I don't know if you see this, uh, Last night, when I was going through the trending, like I said, everything, you know, switched at around 1130 to be completely based around the election and the debate and NBC and the moderator uh, and all of that. Moderator was very feisty last night. The mute button. The mute button was trending for a while, which wasn't a thing. It was irreversible. I got to be a bone to pick. I don't know if Trump and Biden were that loud to overtake the mics. Does it seem that way, especially been around mics for the past few weeks? I don't think it was used. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Like, there was such a big deal made out of this mute button, right? Everyone's like, oh, now, finally. And, and I, don't, I don't know about you, Ryan. I, can't, I, I don't know the person's name who's the moderator. I think, for me, I think she was a little too feisty. Like, like she was mad at some points. It. I get it. You shouldn't do that in any terms, but she was ready to, like, I think she was about to slap President Trump at some <laughs> point, to be honest with you. How do you feel? I don't know if, if she was professional enough for that. I've always liked so, Chris Wallace's and Andrew, I say Andrew, Anderson Cooper, who don't really show any emotion when they do it. At least not so, that I have noticed. Yeah. Wrong. So uh, Kristen Welker is the name, is that's the name of the moderator from last night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, going back to that first little joke I made when we started, uh, she's, a, a, she's a, <laughs> obviously a journalist and a woman of color, which made Trump's comment even more bizarre. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Anderson Cooper. I like Chris Wallace. I know he works for Fox, but I do like Chris Wallace on the Same. whole. But also we watched Chris Wallace fail on TV. We watched it happen. Yeah, for the we, first watched, one. we watched Ooh, Susan Page kind of fail, and she just had Mike Pence. I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? She didn't even have the the you know the head honcho. So I, I don't know. I th- I thought that you know she took maybe she took a little bit of uh, direction from Savannah Guthrie, who you know absolutely skewered Donald <laughs> Trump and was supposed to be his you know ninety minute. Uh, uninterrupted basically speech turned into an actual you know question and answer um, <laughs> for the town hall you're from yeah for the town hall yeah um i i don't know i think that frankly that that was probably the best moderated in terms of, but i i don't know because like then everyone's like trump did really well he was on his best behavior like which 
again, he's not, he's supposed to be the president, not a child, but uh, okay. whatever. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's because the, maybe the mute button acted as a deterrent. The president didn't want to get muted on TV. So he tried you know, control himself a little bit more. I don't know if this moderator was just really that much, you know, more in line with what we need now in 2020 uh, and that the Chris okay. Wallace and Susan pages of the world are going by the wayside when it comes to the uh, debate process. I really don't know. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I know you what you thought of last night, but in general, what do you think about all the debates on the whole, everyone's reaction to it? Well, I think we really need to focus more on policy, listening about policies. All I see is the average person just putting Twitter filters and Snapchat filters on the candidates. I know some are funny. That really does mock the point of it, it clearly not paying attention. And we do have to hear both sides out. And even if they do say ridiculous stuff, I think uh, it just has to be taken more seriously. We've, but, but in general, I mean, it was disappointing to see a second one debated. Uh, sorry, presidential debate. But I think um, they really did get tame if you really take away the emotions. You know, there's a concert film called... Um, hold on. Let me, let me just... If you don't mind me, just looking up the name Absolutely. of the concert I had, I, Full disclosure, I looked up the name of last night's moderator. I don't have the entire team at NBC committed to memory. So <laughs> I looked, I looked up... <laughs> so it's... Oh, don't worry, don't worry. What is it? Excuse me. There's a documentary film called Stop Making Sense. It's a, a concert film with uh, stars of the Talking Heads. Okay. Concert film. They're, they're the Psycho Killer, right? Yep. Psycho Killer, What's in a Lifetime, all that. Rock and Roll Hall of Favors. My mom loves them. Uh, so the point of the concert, that specific concert film is the show is entirely on the, is entirely on the band. They never take audience shots. Like That's what makes it different. And apparently innovative, even though I didn't think that was that hard of a decision for the director to do. But I figure, why not have some th- more th- on the debates like that, just solely on? I mean, obviously, you need the moderator, but even more, or maybe not even really need a show with the moderator, just solely. I know it will be, can be tougher concentration for audiences, but maybe in a specific 2020s debate where we have the most to say candidates had the camera on them the entire time and then it can maybe um hopefully get the point across more but mm-hmm. i think they got tame they were uh despite questionable quotes candidates did fine but we just need to focus more on um actually hearing what they have to say and not have stupid quotes as the headline and the uh um and uh it just model on misbehavior. I don't know, though. I mean, the, the president said last night he knows more about wind than Joe Biden and said he was the best president since Abraham Lincoln. And then they um, called him, <laughs> he called him Lincoln. Biden yeah. called him Lincoln. So it's almost like I get what you're saying, and I agree, um, you know, in theory. But, um, you know, the reason I think the reason that there's no substantive conversations on the Internet about last night and mm-hmm. there isn't by the way like i said lincoln was trending all last night the fly two weeks the fly ago. two weeks ago yeah um it's because nothing substantive is happening 
I mean, this, you know, we're, that's what they're talking about. You know, you know, I I talked to a conservative of my podcast today, a really in a non-biased platform and let him speak his mind. And the one thing he said, when it comes to Trump at the end of the day, it really is his mouth. His mouth is the ultimate common denominator. And he apologized I, for some reason, I guess, behalf, on behalf of all uh, conservatives <laughs> for Trump's mouth. But he makes he's his mouth has made his party look bad. The ideology, especially the uh, the people who follow him. And, you know, we had a nice conversation and I told him how I don't agree with your views, but would listen to some of the Trump points. And that's true. And one thing that, that with Trump that at least from my parents, my best my parents, best years financially, to be fair, are in the Trump administration. And um, well, how about now? Yeah, still now they they are good. I mean, they don't like him, but they have to admit that. And there's something that he did with, regarding plans to make that possible. But um, and that really isn't discussed, and it's more of just the shitty stuff he says and not being presidential. That was really the main theme at the end of the day. And then I want to bring it up to another conservative person I see on the pod this weekend. So, like. I like that they can admit and one's what it's really one extreme conservative to a more tame conservative. Like it was interviewing, it was inter, the way my guest would go. My guest interview today was like interviewing Ben Shapiro and my next guest will be like interviewing Mayo to Yiannopoulos. He's really, I don't out think there. there's actually that much of a difference between those two, but that's <laughs> not, that's for, you'll have me on your podcast. We could talk about that some more. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I know you probably know who I'm talking about, the Milo person. I do. So I do. it's going to be easy. So I, I, uh, I'll put them up the day before the election. So, By the way, just, just a quick plug for anyone who is listening. Make sure you listen to the Productive Conversations podcast. It's hosted by Matt. Uh, it's the, the brainchild of Matt and it's really what kind of spawned all of these other conversations that me and Matt are having and that all these other people are having with Matt. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you want to hear just different people's perspectives on life today, uh, you want to listen to the productive conversations podcast. Um, and thank you for that, Ryan, you know, (laughs) I appreciate that, Ryan. You can find that on all podcasting platforms and YouTube, but so far, Ryan, yours is the most downloaded episode. I can obviously say that. I must say, you called me a sophisticated man. So anyone who watched the video <laughs> saw the quarantine haircut and the quarantine beard, <laughs> like this is the most sophisticated person Matt knows. Hey, you're you're leading right now with the in the in the uh, with the numbers, so which is to be expected. But anyway, <laughs> moving uh, moving forward, I don't know. We could probably talk about the reactions to last night, like all day (laughs) yeah um and i don't know i we just talked before we got on about maybe doing something like as the election's unfolding in a few weeks uh you know on tuesday or the day after yep have have uh, i i have cbs on and i'm watching that stuff uh they're a train wreck and that's why i watch them um cbs specifically cbs CBS specifically yes (laughs) because uh you know 2016 the big thing like the buzzword was uh you know fair unbiased oh speaking of fair and unbiased we'll talk about something you wanted to talk about but uh you know fair they wanted fair and unbiased and cbs i think has got a lot of problems and because of that they do come across as very sincere 
Uh, I don't think they could defraud the people even if they wanted to. I don't think they're quite organized for that. So that's the one I watch. But uh, speaking of uh, wanting fairness, a clip has gone viral. And Matt, you mentioned it. It was the uh, 60 Minutes interview Donald Trump sat down for this week. So why don't you go ahead and run it down since I know you wanted to uh, talk about this. Yeah, well – this was a very awkward week, 60 Minutes. The flag, it's definitely the flagship show of CBS next to its late-night programs. And we had Leslie Stahl, who is a very, very great journalist, very well-respected. She's a CNN correspondent. She interviewed, uh, she interviewed President Otto Trump, and Trump was not happy with some of the... Uh, comments and hard questions he was asking and trump left uh trump left in the middle of the interview and he tweets out to leslie stall that is no way to talk reckon the episode is going to be aired on sunday and we'll see how they handle it and i think that's just a uh, sad and missed opportunity that we could have uh, had i think 60 minutes is to, i do think 60 minutes is a fair um they really it's hard for 60 minutes to have an agenda the way they report stories and it's a actual news magazine show not a commentary show i mean well it used mm-hmm. to, there was aspects there was of a commentary yeah. but they don't really do that anymore so i just think uh i was uh, very disappointed to hear that and um i really am excited to see how it's handled and what they got out of it what do you what do you think of it have you seen the clips the actual clips, not yet. Okay, so I have. Uh, the Like I said, they are out there. The late night shows, specifically Colbert, because obviously CBS picked it up um, right away. And uh, his, his chief complaint was, so to be clear, before the interview, before the cameras were rolling, like, well, they were rolling, obviously. That's why we have the clip. But before mm-hmm. anything that was shot for air, um, Donald Trump was asked, are you ready? You know, are you ready for some tough questions? You know, like, and he said, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she gave a warning. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, a random question like came up yeah. um, that he didn't like and he walked out. There, she, he was literally given warning ahead of time. And it was, you know, you know, are you ready for some tough questions, Mr. President? Uh, I know he likes that being called Mr. President. And he was, um, and he said, I just want fair. I just want fair. He maybe said that 16 times. You know how he talks. Um, and yeah, and then they asked him about coronavirus and he got mad. It wasn't fair, I guess. Um, and um, uh, he said, you would never, you've never asked Biden these questions, you know, leaving out the fact that Biden's not the president. Um, and yeah, then he left. Mike Pence came on. The second half is supposed to be, spoiler alert. This is, by the way, this second half I got, didn't get from the internet. I got this from Colbert. Um, the second half was supposed to be him and Pence together. The ticket was going to interview together, but Trump left before then. So Pence came out by himself <laughs> and was asked, like, hey, what's going on with uh, President Trump? And he said, well, you know, the nice thing about President Trump is you always know what's on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was that. And that, really that was how he puppet. explained it away. So, yeah, um, like I said, you should definitely go, on, go online. Try and find those clips. I, again, if you can't find them, Colbert does them. Obviously, Colbert is not a news news journalist. He's making fun of it the whole time. Uh, so if, you, if you're not 
into that sort of thing, then I'm not going to advise you to go there. I would advise you to try and find it on Twitter. But yeah, <laughs> 60 minutes. The president can't even do 60 minutes without, you know, losing it. What a shame. And then, you know, you also, he had, he was, uh, he really didn't get like any pressed on the uh, Supreme Court justice issue. Oh, that's not an issue. Like that. Or that question. And, I mean, Justice Barrett, and I, I'm going to call her Justice Barrett because as of Monday, that's what's going to be happening, um, is still trending in New Jersey somehow. Mm. It's been weeks, and she's still one of the most talked about uh, parts of Twitter. And Twitter, by the way, has just become basically like a Reddit forum for politics mm-hmm. and maybe some celebr- and like maybe some like you know K-pop. <laughs> uh, it's almost getting too much to handle i'll be honest with you which is really unfortunate because we just started this podcast about uh recapping what's on the internet so <laughs> i'm gonna have to suck have it to up do but the reddit cap the reddit cap well i bring mm. in some reddit spoiler <laughs> it's, it's already it's already uh it's already uh it's only episode two and i'm already changing the rules uh-huh. a maverick like that i want to talk about something a little bit less serious and then we can uh, unless you want to do you had one more kind of political one uh mixed with entertainment i don't know if you want to do that first or if you want to come back to you want that. to just want to just go with that real quick we'll do that one yeah yeah then we'll have the the Be politics nice portions out so um yeah this as of this podcast we watched tomorrow borat 2 specifically borat movie wait i just want to say the <laughs> film title so the movie Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, also known as Borat Two. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Borat Two is uh, the return of Borat, uh, and uh, all it's that all the uh, tagline is fourteen years after Borat Two, Borat second diff once again journeys to the United States from Kazakhstan and amidst the COVID-19 pandemic in the 2020 election. And, and, uh, there's a, apparently it's really good. Apparently it's really, really good. It got an 84 Rotten Tomatoes. If you, uh, care about that kind of stuff, which makes it really good film. The, the critical consensus from Rotten said 14 years after his last theatrical outing, Borat's subsequent movie film proves Sacha Baron Cohen's comedic creation remains a sharp tool for exposing the most misguided or outright repugnant corners of American culture. So that's pretty strong words, don't you think? I do. I do. And I have not seen the movie, neither of you. It uh, just came out today. But there's yes. one scene in particular that I, we both have seen. I'm going to see it tomorrow. So that's definitely my plan, my big thing. But um, yeah, so the big scene... So Rudy Giuliani is criticized for his actions in a scene where he puts his hand into his trousers in front of actress Maria Bakalova, which who she plays Tudor Sagadiev, um, Borat's teenage daughter. And, um, and she's impersonating a journalist. Following the interview in a hotel room, the pair retreat to the bedroom where Giuliani requests Bakalova's address and phone number before Bakalova removes Giuliani's microphone Untucking his shirt in the process, Juliana proceeds to lie on his back and reaches into his trousers. The encounter is then interrupted by Sasha Barrett Cohen, who bursts into the room in, in character saying, she's 15, she's too old for you. <laughs> I was going to do it. If you didn't do the voice, I was going to do the voice. So you got Oh, it. it's not you're too good. late, you're you're good. Good. This had to be done. 
But um, Giuliani denied the allegations improperly and responded by saying that he was tucking his shirt in, claiming that the allegations were a smear campaign for Giuliani's Hunter Biden email controversy. Despite the scene having filmed months before the controversy around it, I think it was in the summer. And July, in between- he went on Fox in July and complained about Sasha Baron Cohen doing a fake interview with him. <laughs> well, yeah. the, well, the image of the scene went public days after the release of the emails. So well, I don't get might, how that would work. And, so that might be true. They may have released the, the scene early in retaliation for the uh, Hunter Biden nonsense. But it wasn't filmed. He didn't do anything. You know, it's not like they tried to trap him because he, you know, was taking a shot at Hunter Biden. They trapped him all on his own because he's a creepy old man. So uh, but uh, right now, Sasha Baron Cohen is trending because um, he did an interview with The Cut. Um, and they, uh, they're covering, a st- uh, or he actually, he did an interview with Good Morning America that The Cut's covering, where um, he actually was quite concerned. Uh, so he was watching, he was monitoring via text everything that was happening in the hotel room with Giuliani and... Uh, and his, uh, and his co-star. Yeah. And, uh, you he's know, 24, he's got, by the way, I want to confirm. Yes. And so um, he's the producer, obviously. So he wants to be aware of that. Uh, I'm assuming that it was always going to end with Borat coming out in, you know, a mankini. Saying, <laughs> 15. She's 15. Obviously. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I can't imagine that that wasn't planned because why would he have the mankini on? otherwise but um yeah he was monitoring and the plan was always for you know that this could get really creepy and he said that he was quite concerned when filming the infamous scene between uh mayor rudy giuliani and actress maria baklova or baklova so yeah i mean even sasha baron cohen who i don't believe has any fear or shame was <laughs> clearly about how this was going um yeah he doesn't want her to go you know he doesn't want him to be a predator to her well, exactly. I guess the only the only thing I can say is, I mean, obviously, you know, he screams, she's 15. She's not 15. <laughs> um, and she was posing as, I think, some sort of journalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so For what it, was it I called? Patriot News? Something to that effect. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see the movie. Um, but maybe Rudy Giuliani didn't. I, I obviously... He didn't know she was 15. She's not 15. But I guess that's the only thing I can say as a positive, that it wasn't a creepy child thing. It was just a creepy thing. Um, yeah. So it could have been really bad. It was only a little bad. Uh, but that's, yeah, I'm looking. I'm here now. Um, remember, Barrett Cohen gets people in trouble. He, he really still gets, you know, what's amazing. People still, they have a whole movie. People have still fall for Borat, despite how popular he got 15 years later. That's amazing in itself, honestly. And it you is. remember, you remember his Showtime show, "Who's America," where he got that senator. I watch that. I have Showtime now, and I feel like I probably should watch it. Oh yeah, it's, it's even right now. By the way, breaking news: trending number six in New York is McRib. So anyone who's is it coming back? Anyone's big fan of McDonald's, you might want to hop on Twitter right now. Click on it's your number six food trending McRib. Um, no way. Sorry, I have Twitter open during this entire thing. By the way, it yeah. feels like it's within the scope Makes of what sense. I'm doing, I have right? a, my sources up too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as you were saying. But I mean, yeah, it just uh, it just got weird. But I just you like Bear Cohen has always been tricking people to do insane things, and he still can. Almost twenty years of it. 
Well, he has new characters a lot. I mean, yeah, like that too. And uh, um, remember, he got a senator to go on a racist rant once for that show. You should see uh, the I best one. That. He, he, this isn't political, but he had OJ on. Almost, it was almost <laughs> his moment to have him confess. And I doubt he did. No, he did it. Have you seen the clip or episode? The which the episode? OJ the one. OJ one? No, yeah. I just saw the clip of, like I said, the state senator in Kentucky. Uh, mm. But honestly, I don't even know how hard he had to push to get that response. That man. Yeah, is- I saw. I saw. I've Showtime too, and Showtime was uh, that show came out last year, and they're really starting to repromote it with Borat two coming out, and it's still relevant for yeah. to an extent. So. Just showing the hypocrisy of this country. I almost wonder if maybe the reason, and I have no, no way of knowing this. I want. I almost wonder if this might actually be the last time because Sasha Baron Cohen specifically is trending a lot right now. His content, all of his other work. Yeah, he's. It was in a big movie that dropped yet last week. Yeah, the Aaron Sorkin, uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Great movie, by the way. I heard he could his his performance is Oscar worthy as uh, Abby Hoffman, right? He was Abby Hoffman. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about how they pick who is or isn't going to win an Oscar or what is or isn't Oscar worthy. I don't pretend to be uh, that kind of person. I, I don't have the critique level to do that. But I will say it was very good. And uh, he was good. It was really good. Um, I've never been a big fan of Eddie Redmayne, and I really liked him in that too. <laughs> um, I'm also a really big fan of Jeremy Strong, who played Jeff, uh, Jerry Rubin. Yeah. Um, so – a lot of big names, really good cast, obviously really good writer with Aaron Sorkin. Um, and it came out really good. But that's a lot of reallys. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is trending a lot now. And He's I don't, a Dave Dobrik. Yeah. And I don't know if when Bo Rat, the original movie came out, if people actually knew who played Bo Rat. Yeah. Because they don't tell you. Like I said, we know now because it got really big and, you know, he became very, very famous off of it. But when it came out, uh, I mean, people, everyone knows who Borat is, right? But I don't know if everybody knows that he's Borat. I mean, they know it's a movie. Yeah. They know it's not a, necessarily a real person. I mean, some people <laughs> know about him, right? But um, I think everybody knows it's not a real documentary. And that <laughs> is an actor. But I don't know if anybody knows which actor. And now I think it's the cat's kind of out of the bag. Uh, on this character i don't know if this character can come out like i said bruno had the same sort of thing happen uh they promoted that so much because borat was so successful and i remember this because i didn't i actually didn't see bruno and i heard enough people say enough like mediocre things that i didn't watch bruno even though i really like borat Um, but first ever r-rated movie i saw in theaters that's it's bruno yeah (laughs) how was it do you like it should i should i give it a watch it is really funny. I think so. I, I th- actually think it's a bit underrated compared. You know, we have to compare that character to Borat. It's comparing a giant, a humongous thing, and it still holds its own. And it's really funny. And I think the point that people, he Borat really does metaphorically like point out hypocrisies and how people act and stuff. Like, if you want to get that deep into it analytically, but I think he. He does make statements with these characters as well, you know? And isn't it funny how Bear Co- Bear- Sasha Bear Code has all this influence with American politics and culture? He's from the UK. Well, yeah, that, that's always how it is. Uh, <laughs> all, all of our best actors are from someplace different. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
hot take, hot take number one of many, hopefully. So I don't know about you, but uh, we obviously very political week. We mentioned that right off the top. The show will not always be political, thankfully, in a few weeks. Uh, the election season will be over, and hopefully we can talk about some more of the fun stories on the internet, like <laughs> my favorite, the Zamboni story from last week. If you yeah. didn't watch last week's episode, you got you to gotta listen to it. It's a great story. Um, but I got to ask, are you a big gamer, Matt? Yeah, I like video games. Big so so I play a, a decent number of games. And uh, one game that I've never bought, I've played it a bunch with you know other people who buy it, but is the Mortal Kombat series. Okay. And um, they just announced their newest uh, franchise characters, not the correct terminology. Someone who's better at video games will tell me. Uh, but, you know, these games will take uh, an already licensed product, licensed to a movie, you know, movie or television show or whatever, and, you know, insert it into their game. Uh, Dead by Daylight, a game that I play, uh, did it a bunch with like Michael Myers, with the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. But anyway, they've added uh, Rambo as one of the playable characters to the Mortal Kombat series. Mm-hmm. I, Rambo. I mean, I guess he can fight, right? But of course. He's like a soldier, you know? Like pretty badass in the original, very original First Blood. Take away the corny franchise yes. when Fran- when First Blood was really a movie about PTSD of a Vietnam War soldier before it got into the cartoonish franchise that it is today. You know what and I mean? It- in fairness, the, at least the, the skin or the main skin that they put in the, uh, the images and the promotion for it is the original Rambo. Um, I don't know if Sylvester Stallone got into a studio and voiced this character. That seems like a lot of money for a video game, but um, I guess it's a AAA game. But yeah, so the new Mortal Kombat, one of the characters you can play as is Rambo. Um, I, I don't know. I, I saw that in A, I definitely want to play as Rambo. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was like, how does that work? Again, he was a soldier. He didn't do a lot of, like, fighting, like, hand-to-hand fighting. You know, he's, he's going to go up against the ninja in hand-to-hand combat? I don't know about that. But I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I liked the, I liked the idea of Rambo because it was just kind of out of left field. Um, and it reminded me of when they wanted to add Shaggy to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Did they really? Shaggy from Sha- Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, they wanted him to be in the Mortal Kombat series as a playable character. And I think those people maybe should reconsider. Because if you've played, have you played those games, Matt? Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it's been a very long time. That was more of the uh, playing at an arcade. I don't um, oh, okay. really own that. But yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know the games. So the, the at-home ones are just like those, but three times as graphic because they have, you know, HD. And mm-hmm. you can uh, pop a person's head off. Uh, you could like fill them up with like a swarm of I want to say bees. Oh boy! Right. So they pulled up for my next story so, to talk about. Um, and I don't know. I'm like, who wants to subject poor Shaggy to a fatality like that? Who wants to kick Shaggy's head off? What has he ever done to anybody to That'd deserve gross, that kind of torment? That'd be a gross image to have. I, I agree. I don't, I don't get that or what that or. <laughs> You don't want that. Well, there you go. Matt Brown is pro Shaggy. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah, just a quick story. I saw that trending, and it made me think of when everybody wanted to see Shaggy get his, you know, liver chopped out. So I wanted to bring up that now it's Rambo's turn to get his liver chopped out. 
um, by a bunch of undead ninjas in the Mortal Kombat series. So definitely pick up that game. I, I hope to do that too. So what have you got there? What did, what did you just find? All right. So um, look who is on one of the most famous podcasts in the world. We have Kanye West and Joe Rogan had their recorded their infamous podcast today, which will be released tomorrow at noon o'clock Texas time, so one o'clock here. So it's it's uh it's happened and the the, the quote says Oh yeah, we did it, dropping tomorrow at twelve. Beyond expectations, I think people are going to have a much better understanding and appreciation of how this man thinks. I really enjoyed talking to him. We had a lot of fun at Kanye West. So we have some of the internet's most infamous people coming together to have a conversation, a productive conversation. But um, I lo- what do you think? Are you going to be tuned in? Are we going to actually see the mindset of Kanye? Are we getting the old, the old Kanye or the new Kanye? Do you miss the old Kanye? Easily. I genuinely do. I love Kanye West a lot, musically. And um, what do you think, huh? Are you going to be tooted in? Are you going to be uh, – that's going to seem to be – that is definitely trending tomorrow, you know. Well, actually, I just went on to see if it's trending now. Um, it's not yet, but um, – Yeah, that tweet literally came out a minute ago, so we'll see if it in the next 10 minutes. So to be clear, here's something that uh, – this is happening. So I looked up Kanye West uh, to see, and the last thing Kanye West tweeted out was how to write in – Kanye West. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's got a 33 second video that has got almost 2 million views. And it is describing, again, in 33 seconds, how to write in Kanye West on your ballot. Because as you know, almost nowhere is he actually on the ballot as a member of, and I'm not joking, the birthday party. Um, <laughs> A couple states he did get in. He is on the birthday party in a few states. I honestly don't remember which one. But, um, Every time you say it, Ryan. I'm going to keep saying the it. birthday party. The I don't know what's funnier, party. the birthday party or the rent is too damn high party. Well, I think that guy was trying to be a little bit more serious. I think he had a, he had a legitimate gripe about the rent um, as someone who pays rent. But, um, uh, yeah, so if you're in one of those many, many, many states where the birthday party is not on the ballot, he wants you to know how to write his name in as a write-in candidate. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to watch. Uh, I wasn't going to watch anyway. It's not because of that video, but that video doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a joke in terms of as, – as a thinker, he's a joke. Um, and he, he's not alone. Uh, I have happened to think that a lot of the best thinkers, probably all of them that are, like, really online, mm-hmm. are really not that smart. Um, first and they're also not saying anything all that impressive um i I consider joe rogan to be among them um i think we've just gotten into this point where uh successful means intelligent and anyone who has been on the internet which is the point of this podcast knows that that's not a correct correlation Mm -hmm. Um, you can be wildly successful and wholly ignorant or worse, unintelligent. Um, if you're good at a specific thing, and Kanye West, by the way, I do like as a rapper. I, th- I think that you know his music has always been very good. I think it still is very good. Um, the last you know 
bit that he dropped. I just don't think he should be the president. Um, <laughs> and so for the birthday, um, no, I'm definitely not going to watch. Um, I, again, it's up to Joe Rogan. Obviously that podcast is going to do crazy numbers. Like you said, it's going to trend. Joe Rogan's going to be trending, which he loves because then he makes all of the money. Kanye West is going to be trending, which he probably loves because then people are talking about him and not other people. Um, so I think it's going to be mutually beneficial for everyone involved, except for maybe American democracy, but I won't go that far yet. We'll have to see what happens in November. <laughs> Are you right. going to watch? Am I going to watch the, 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 uh, Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely tune in and listen. I don't watch, but definitely listen. You're, you're big Joe Rogan though, right? Yeah. Big fan of Joe Rogan. I got him right here on my wall. I don't know. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had our uh, we had our uh, pros and cons pointing out of Joe Rogan conversation. <laughs> so, any other? Just one other story before we sure. uh, add this up. We'll if, up. You, if you have any, if you have no, any. if you got one more, I say we do one more. So, we seen Quibi, Quibi, the very now infamous, very <laughs> very infamous <laughs> streaming service that was exclusive to the phone. It won two Emmys during Emmy season. There you go. But they cease operations after six months due to low turnout. And Weird. I thought it's almost, hmm? it's almost like Emmys don't actually, you know, get you anything. No, they don't. Just- I mean, we could talk about there's been some <laughs> Netflix series that got canceled despite winning at the Emmys. And there's even Netflix had one of its highest rated shows and they canceled it after a season. I can't think of the show at the moment. If you don't mind me looking it up go for um, it. to I can, help I can- make my point. I can vamp on Quibi. Um, obviously, R.I.P. Quibi. Um, you were young. <laughs> I have never watched anything on Quibi. I'll be honest with you. I didn't need another streaming service. I already have all of the big ones and the real ones. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think it's it's going to show you, like, we kind of have right now baked into our minds that streaming is forever and that it's this bountiful bountiful world where every single one of the major corporations in America who feed us entertainment are going to be able to entertain you for, you know, somewhere between five and $25 a month. And that's just not real life. People are going to run out of money eventually, uh, myself included. At some point I'll have to decide, okay, I guess I can't have, you know, all of these premium subscriptions and pay for my groceries. And, you know, it is, you're just paying the cable argument. That's why yeah. you honestly, I think it's good to get certain cable service. Well, I don't know. It used to be a way if you got certain cable services, most of the cable services let you stream anyways, yeah. but you have to like when it comes to HBO, if you want HBO max, that is separate than the HBO entity. Um, we just have max. Yeah, I got them all too, but I get them. It's it's a it's a funny dynamic the way HBO Max I get paid through from my phone at AT and T, Peacock I do free, Apple TV I got for free buying a new iPhone for a year but I don't use it I tried, uh, I do pay for the Hulu Disney Plus ESPN Plus package I watch Hulu the most out of it though. Yeah, well Hulu's um, got live you can watch live TV on Hulu. There you go with that and uh, Amazon Prime I do watch. I like my prime mm-hmm. and my p- mom pays for Netflix gets away with that. I was paying for Netflix <laughs> and Every, uh, everyone's mom is paying for someone's Netflix. So yeah, it's a, uh, 
I actually use it because you know I can watch any movie ever. I still have a big quest of watching all these important, culturally significant movies. I'm taking a little yeah. break from the podcast, but now I'm now I've been able to fit my podcast, this podcast, into a schedule where I can have things again. Yes, and um, but yeah, like Quibi, I think was dumb because it didn't allow to have a TV. I think I think they really under they extremely underestimated and now cost so many people jobs because they they it was kind of close minded to think people were on our phone that much. I don't know. I I think people are on their phone exactly that much. It's just I don't. What did they have? What 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 was what would nothing outstanding enough? Reno nine one one revival, punk revival. Who needs that? Christy, what's that? The People's Court, but with a Chris, what's her name? The uh, John Legend wife. Chrissy Teigen? Yeah. She was she, a judge or something? Yeah, she like judge personal strifes. That was this episode show. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> that's, and we, that's really dumb. Yeah, like, I know. It, yeah, it just it didn't, it, there was no need for some of these things. And. Uh, there was just some stupid show like Rachel Brosnahan had to show my golden arm and it was literally about, I cannot have my golden arm taken away. I, what? Is there a real golden arm? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a show. It's a stupid mini series. And I think uh, they're trying to get the commuters trying to get that, but I don't know. I like paying YouTube. I just, YouTube is fine. I don't need to pay. Yeah. I don't need to pay for bad content and i think they tried to they were they epically failed at quantity over quality they're not one great show to they promoted in those six months and i think it's kind of on them and lessons learned i still think the screen aspect's important um and again i know i'm a unique person who likes watching things on screens but i think that could have helped if it were much easier above a motive if you could just put quit your quibby on your prompt in your fire stick or roku player or apple tv and I think that epically failed. It's an epic, epic fail in the industry. And it's really too bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was not a Quibi person. So I guess my life doesn't change. Um, but you mentioned there's a lot of people working with Quibi who are not going to recoup their money or even less are not going to have a job. So mm-hmm. that's sad. Um, they just I thought just, if you – I think this is just – this has been a horrible year for the the word celebrity. They really thought, okay, if we have all these celebrities coming at once, people are going to come. And no, it doesn't. And whether you're doing naked ballots, whether you're doing singing Imagine, I think the, the celebrity has lost some of its influence on America right now. I don't, think I don't know about you. I think the, or Hollywood, they just all, the Hollywood celebrity has, but not the internet celebrity. Yes, that's that's a more fair argument. The Hollywood celebrity. Nobody likes them. They they don't have any. They're not helping anybody. I, I we talked we we talked about this offline. Um, and you're right. Quibi was basically banking on if we get enough people with enough star power to do something on Quibi, we can sustain this long term, and you know find our little niche in this very saturated market for streaming because i stand by the fact that there's just so many streaming options there's no way that they were all gonna get enough money to stay open and i feel like as more of them come out like it'll it'll probably happen again i think it does it does allow people to be a little hesitant when bringing streaming now i think after peacock is the last real major one we'll see and And peacock's kind of not doing that good either they keep giving it away are they not i haven't seen any like i do use peacock for movies but I haven't seen like how they're 
performing compared to the others. I mean, I don't others. know. I, I don't. Surprise! I'm not an executive at NBC. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for for anyone who's looking for a job, I can't help you at NBC. But I will say that just you know, anecdotally, Peacock's one of the like the one of the many things that they'll give away. The West Wing is an NBC is an NBC product. That's everywhere but Peacock right now. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is a, a lot of NBC's big shows belong Friends to the other else. people. Friends yeah. is HBO Max. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, West Wing is on Netflix. H- though, Netflix, but they and, have the uh, HBO Max special. Mm-hmm. The um, the Office they took. They they got the Office. But. Oh. And but I think everybody watched Office eight times already. Yeah, I, and that's the other thing. I feel like Peacock was like, "Wow, everybody really likes The Office. Maybe we should make our own streaming service." And they neglected to realize that, yeah, people love The Office, but are they going to pay for another service just to watch The Office? I know like maybe two people in my life who would buy a Peacock because The Office is on. <laughs> I can't anyone else would be like, you know, I've seen every episode of The Office enough to quote it. But I want to watch it again, so I'm going to get another streaming service that I don't want to watch The Office. It like, seems, H- that. It seems HBO Max is so far winning the streaming wars. There's the amazing library, amazing Netflix. HBO. And I love the epic battle between Netflix and HBO. Netflix like invented the streaming wars. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny how I do think HBO Max is doing better, offering more quality content than Netflix does. Yeah, sometimes it's fun. You know what I'm watching? That, you know what I have? What? Watching the uh, America's response to the Great British Baking Show, capitalizing off their success. Uh, the Great American Barbecue Show. <laughs> and no, I'm, on, I'm only on episode two. They, so didn't, even, they didn't even try to try to hide it. No, and it's again, they do a, a task. They got two judges, one who's stern, one who's a little less stern. Um, and they do these things, uh, like they do these challenges and they have like a technical aspect, you know, they have to do a certain thing. Like I know in a later episode, they have to build their own barbecue pit. So mm-hmm. like they have a technical aspect and they got a food aspect the and then they get judged. American One person's called the star uh, smoker instead of the star baker. And the other one gets voted off. And so this, this oh, is HBO same Max. Show. No, this is Netflix. This is Netflix. Netflix, Netflix. I mean, like, obviously it's not going to win any awards, but it's stupid fun. And I mean, I like barbecue. So I'm never going to be against the barbecue show, but I agree. Quibi, you were too young. You were, uh, you shined bright and you, uh, burned out in six months. So rest in peace, Quibi. Uh, we'll have you in our thoughts and our prayers. (laughs) How about this? Is there any other stories left? Anything you're looking forward to coming up? No, I think that's it. Um, for coming up, Halloween is next, uh, Saturday. next week so uh um, a week from tomorrow we'll have to decide are we doing something on halloween or are we going to do uh, or not on halloween but that week or if we're going to be out are we going to just do the double the next week with the election who knows like i said the one thing about this show is that the schedule is going to change a lot because matt has put me in charge mm-hmm. so matt has the discipline he's got the productive conversations he's cranking out all these podcasts uh but when you're on the tweet cap you're in Ryan's domain. So anything goes. It's no holds barred. Are you ready to rumble, Matt? I hope so, because hopefully we got a lot more of these coming up. But Nothing but and yes, yeah, so the sad Halloween's on Saturday, so it is. So we could do Thursday, but we'll see. I'm ready to go with that. So. Well yes, we'll see. We'll talk about it offline in our 
whereas it became a weekly meeting, which is just <laughs> me and Matt texting like, hey, you still good? Yeah. And then we do it. Right. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's all I have for today, Matt. Um, like I said, this week was pretty well consumed by anticipation and then overall disappointment with the presidential debate. Um, and then a couple of fun things like the death of Quibi and American barbecues uh, sprinkled yeah, in for me and Matt. The second coming of Borat. The second coming of Borat. Well, we'll have more to talk about next time because we'll have actually, you know, seen the movie at that point. Um, it won't just be creepy Rudy Giuliani stuff. But um, I just want to see the virus. Who's more of a uh, dem- who's more of a threat, the Democrats or the virus? <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> You coward virus. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel was really funny too. I don't know. You sent me that, right? I yeah. think that was you who sent me that. The oh. clip of him on Kimmel as Borat this year. Uh, I will. I just you should look it. If it wasn't you that sent it to me, you should. No, definitely. I just said it. I just want to see more of that because we're not going to see Borat for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. But uh, anyway, as always, thank you for listening to the uh, the tweet cap. I'm Ryan. That's I'm Matt. Um. We're going to try and do these, like I said, every week. So every Friday, hopefully, you should have one of our episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts ready to listen. I believe that's just where we are right now. We're just Apple Podcasts. Apple and Spotify. And we're on Spotify. Look at that. Big news. I've just been informed my podcast is on Spotify. So I'm kind of a big deal. But yes, um, please spread the word. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, Apple and now Spotify. Definitely give us a listen. And tweet at me at rpp95 show me funny things send me funny content we will talk about it i mean we just talked about quibi and barbecue at the end of this podcast clearly we will speak to anything and and at any time so if you have something funny you have something you want to hear definitely tweet it to me matt is everywhere on social media he can be found he's always watching like big brother matt brown 31 on twitter matt brown 300 on instagram and let's drive let's drive There you go. So let us know. Give us a heads up. Show us the content. Give us the tea, as they say, the kids. Um, And we will put it on the show. So thanks for watching and have a great Friday, everybody. We'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers to that. Water. Drink. (laughs) See you.